Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. We are officially in summer. It's middle of June. Football is officially on hold for the next month till training camp starts. The next time we get real football, it's actually football season. I mean, I got couldn't be any more summer. The NBA's over. Just finished the U.S. Open. Went to Pebble on Friday. It was freaking awesome. Got the College World Series on here in the background. It's a great time of year. The problem for me in this show is there's not that much going on. Uh, might have to do some hypothetical shows and some stuff as the summer goes on. Luckily, we got a pretty packed show today. But we're going to need you in the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. Go up on those DMs. My direct messages are wide open. You can send me a message, and I'll answer the question on this show. Uh, we're very interactive here, millennial, you know, for the younger generation. I, I see the demos. We got older people too. You, actually, I got older people sliding in the DMs as well. DMs are always wide open. Follow me on, uh, you don't even need to follow me. You can just slide in. Wouldn't mind a follow. But, you know, I'm going to do a lot of interacting. May, may just do a couple big mailbag shows, uh, depending on how the summer goes. Fourth of July isn't that far away, but pretty excited. Today, basically, the, the big Anthony Davis trade got me thinking. Uh, and I think there are some parallels with that people can follow when it comes to the NFL. And then just being at the being at the U.S. Open, uh, something really stood out to me that I think really with golf and it plays into the part with the NFL of just intrigue and interest and the great unknown. 
But I'm going to start with this. Anthony Davis, one of the most talented players the league's seen in the last 20 years, just got traded to the Lakers. And they traded an absolute boatload to get him. You know, several first-round picks, the number four overall draft pick, multiple former number two overall picks, which you could argue that Lonzo and Brandon Ingram are a little, a little flawed, but they still have value. And it, it really got me thinking. And, and I know Colin has used this on his show before, and I remember when Jerry Jones said it, and it's so true. Now, it doesn't work for everything in life, but I would say if you took this formula, if you ever pay a premium for a premium, it's usually worth it, right? Like you ever overpay for beachfront property, you're not going to get screwed. You ever overpay, I don't know, let's say for a Mercedes, you're probably going to be okay. Now, if you overpay for something shitty, you're in some trouble, right? If you if you ever overpay to, I don't know, help your children out, you're, you're probably going to be okay. I'm a big believer. I never have a big problem with overpaying for things that I really want. I remember when Steve Ballmer, I was... I had a radio show at the time, and the Warriors were playing the Clippers. And remember, the the audio came out about Donald Sterling saying whatever to his girlfriend, and they forced him to sell the team. Steve Ballmer, who money doesn't even mean that much to, paid $2 billion cash. Let me repeat, $2 billion cash for the Clippers. The second team, the I mean, not even close. They might as well be the fourth team in L.A. Literally, they might be when you factor in the Lakers, USC football, the Dodgers, now the Rams are big. And people thought he was nuts. And I bet he'd tell you today it's the easiest thing I've ever bought in my entire life. Because, it's for one, it's an NBA team. Two, the, the NBA teams make money. Three, he really wanted it. And there aren't many of them on the market. It was an easy thing to buy. But I think when it comes to players, you see a lot of this historically in the NBA. A lot of top players that want to get out of a situation are traded for a shitload. It's kind of like you see in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks in the draft. People trade up and people give a ton. Look at the last couple years. A couple years ago, the Chiefs gave up basically two number ones to get Patrick Mahomes. If you told Coach Reed today, it would have cost you four number ones to get him. Would you have done it? The answer would be 1,000% yes. Now, I read this once upon a time, and it's so true. The profit is actually in the buying, not the sell. The sale of whatever the asset. Now, with a quarterback, when you buy, as long as you get it, you're never selling. Like, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes till he can't play anymore. But, because they only gave up two number one picks, they were able to use one of the number one picks the first year that they started getting them back because they had already, you know, paid everything. Who did they trade with? The Cleveland Browns? Or was it the Buffalo? It might have been the Buffalo Bills because the Browns traded with the Texans, that they were able to trade for D. Ford this year. Excuse me, they traded D. Ford, they were able to get Frank Clark. So they had more ammo. So they didn't overextend, because they didn't have to. But at the end of the day, if they knew Mahomes was going to be this good, and you never know at the time, they 100% would have, right? The Texans did the same thing with Sean Watson. Best thing they've ever done. Well, obviously, Sam Darnold, who I think is going to be really good, they gave up a ton. They flipped ones last year from three to six, and they gave up three second-round picks. But quarterbacks, no one's ever going to argue that. You know, it's like you would if you knew the guy is going to be a top six or seven quarterback, you do it every day of the week and twice on Sundays. But I think you see it with other players. Last year, I had a front-row seat when everyone reacted with Khalil Mack got traded. Now, most people thought Gruden was an idiot, but I think a lot of people were like, damn, you gave up a lot for Khalil Mack because they had to pay him too. 
Well, I know this. Ask anyone with the Chicago Bears, and I literally have. They think they underpaid. What Khalil Mack means to that team and how good he is, he was worth three first-round picks. They actually kind of fleeced the Raiders because their second, their first-round pick this year was pick 24, and they turned into a running back. They gave him their first-round pick next year, or you know, this upcoming year. Well, the Bears are going to be good, but they flopped the second. So the, the Raiders get their third-round pick, and they get the Raiders second. So it's actually not that crazy of a deal. But at the time, it was like, damn, they gave up a lot. And again, looking back, it's the easiest thing they've ever did. If Aaron Donald and every team in the league was interested, and should have been, because you always pay a premium for a premium. If Aaron Donald would have been available last year, like Khalil Mack, he would have been worth multiple first-round picks. Now, unlike quarterbacks in the NFL position players, there's only a select few. Remember once upon a time, Thomas Dimitrov had Matt Ryan. And he goes, how the hell am I going to get him an elite receiver? Now, I can swing in the second and third rounds for guys, but we're going to be pretty decent. I might not hit one. Or I can roll all the dice, put all my chips in the middle table, and swing for the fence on a guy that I look at and think is basically unbustable. Now, even did they think Julio Jones was going to be this good? Probably not. But they knew Julio Jones was going to be pretty damn good, right? Number one high school recruit, was an elite college player, had all the measurables, had you know the desire and the work ethic. So it was a calculated risk, but he put all his chips in the middle of the table, and you know what he ended up doing? Drafting a Hall of Famer and getting his star quarterback. Now, we can argue about Matt Ryan all we want, but I think we'd all acknowledge he's a good player, some flaws, but Julio Jones changed the landscape of Matt Ryan's career, let alone the Falcons and Thomas Dimitrov's. But a wise man, and this guy, you know, you could argue he's the smartest football mind ever, told him not to do it, Bill Belichick. And again, it's, it goes against Bill Belichick's philosophy because usually he doesn't do that. And if he does, he's like the ultimate businessman when it comes to football. He's always thinking like, okay, I'll, I'll give a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks, but if I don't like him, I'm going to flip him for a first-round pick. Where most people like the Bears, like the Lakers with Anthony Davis, like the, the Atlanta Falcons did once a day, all they're thinking about is this guy's going to finish his career with my team. So I'm going to be like Steve Ballmer. Whatever it costs for me to acquire this player, we'll worry about the ramifications later because I want this player on my team. And the Lakers, if Anthony Davis goes on to play at an all-NBA level, which he's shown he's capable of for the next seven, eight years, which is a big question mark because he's had some injuries, it, it was a no-brainer trade. It, when Khalil Mack one day, knock on wood, he never gets hurt, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a bear. Think about it, Say that out loud. The Chicago Bears gave up two first-round picks. Oh, they get a good player? Yes, they got a Hall of Famer. What did Thomas Dimitrov, when he gave up all those picks for Julio Jones, he got a Hall of Famer. Now, it can go bad, but that's life. I mean, these are calculated risks, right? The, the NBA is not going to fold, but so you could say that arguably Steve Ballmer would never lose out on those $2 billion. But again, it's life. Crazy shit has happened. There could be a huge, huge scandal with something in the NBA that crippled the league which feels, I mean, basically impossible. But let's just say it happened, and the whole league folded. Steve Ballmer would be out of money. But at the end of the day, he has so much money, it wouldn't crush him. But ultimately, my point is, and you see it with Anthony Davis, you saw it with Khalil Mack, you saw it with Julio Jones, we all see it with the quarterbacks. But I think when you get transcendent players, and I think Odell Beckham's going to be a great example. I do know this. If Odell Beckham stays on the field, even with the drama and all the BS that comes with him, 
that's the easiest trade John Dorsey will ever make. Now, his curveball, a little like Anthony Davis, can the dude stay healthy? And that's, like when you acquire a building, you're really just like, well, if I need to get it rezoned, do I know the right people? You know, am I in a am I in an economic area where we're recession proof? Am I in an area where I can fill it if it is a commercial building? If it is residential, do we have college local schools where I'm going to be able to fill it with tenants or business doing well enough? It's a lot different of when you acquire a building in the Bay Area, you know, for example, than just up the road in Sacramento. There's a lot more risk in Sacramento. Now, the price to buy it in Sacramento is also a lot cheaper. So it's easier to make a lot more money. Where in the Bay Area, you might not make as much, and it costs more to get in, but it's basically not going to flop and not going to fail because a recession isn't going to hit it as hard. Well, the only way, you know, a recession-proof player, like Khalil Mack, recession-proof player. The only way he is not good is if he's hurt. Other than that, as long as he's on the field, he's kicking ass and taking names. Like, as long as you have Anthony Davis, and again, as long as he's on the court, he's kicking ass and taking names. So I And I think you see a, this a lot more with GMs in the NFL. Now, the Howie Rosemans, the John Schneiders, the Les Sneeds, you know, the 49ers actually, who are a historically conservative relationship when it comes, or uh, organization when it comes to that type of stuff, has been much more aggressive the last couple of years. D4, Jimmy Garoppolo, trying to get Odell Beckham. You have to be aggressive for premium players because more often than not, it's going to hit. And at the end of the day, if you're good, a late round, even if it's your first round pick, like like the Chiefs, they give up a first round pick for Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank Clark's, you know, a top five pass rusher in the NFL. And their pick was 29. Who cares? You know, they wouldn't have done it if the pick was four. They just would have taken a pass rusher in the draft. But it wasn't. And the players at 29 aren't as good. So I would always recommend for most things in life, let alone football or basketball, overpaying for something that even if it's not great, has the potential to be great. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing 
the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, well, I got to go to Pebble on Friday. My uh, The guy I host my other podcast with, Guy Haberman. If you haven't subscribed to that podcast, go listen. He hosts a radio show on Pac-12 with Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, really good golfer. They had Ryan Leaf at the celebrity tournament. Dude hooked us up with passes for the weekend. We just went on Friday. But it was cool. And I, I'm a big golf guy. And I, I, I know actually most people aren't. The one thing, big takeaway when you go to a golf tournament is I've been to a lot of NFL football games. Like NFL football games have a wide range of just people, you know, low income people, high income people, just all over the spectrum. At the most part, you go to these golf tournaments, it's a richer consumer, you know, and like I, the tickets were 125, the bare minimum, the ones we had were like 250. And it really doesn't even get you that much. You're just sitting in the gallery. It gets you to this one special tent. But it was a pretty cool event. It is a cool event. And I actually think it has a lot of parallels to like the NFL, definitely the new way they do NFL draft. My first year in the NFL, they sent me to Radio City Music Hall. Well, not that many people got to participate. Now they go to Nashville, Chicago, wherever. You know, Vegas, Philly, and it's just hundreds of thousands of people and you make a ton of money. It's pretty genius. But my one takeaway watching the tournament, and golf's been like this forever. That's why Tiger Woods was such an outlier. When you watch a golf tournament, yeah, there are three or four favorites, and I love to gamble on golf. But there are also a lot of random people that can win it. 
there's a lot of suspense. And I think it's the one thing sports television and why sports still does so well because it still has the greatest amount of unknown in terms of its television products. You don't know what's going to happen in certain sports. And like, and I think that's why we all like movies. Because we don't know how movies are going to end. Why was everyone so into Game of Thrones? Especially the last season. Because they didn't know how it was going to end. It's why f- finalities in the last show of a... I don't even know if final, finalities is a word. But just the final episode of a- every major television show... Always has us on the edge of the seat. Seinfeld, Sopranos. I remember watching The Shields. You name it because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Well, the thing with golf is Gary Woodland was 100 to 1, 100 to 1 underdog, or I guess, you know, that was his odds going into the U.S. Open. And he beat, they weren't head to head, but they kind of were. Brooks Kepka, who was the heavy betting favorite. Look at the NFL odds. He was getting 100 to 1. You probably couldn't even get like the 49ers 100 to 1. They haven't been in the playoffs in years. So they, you have a huge amount of intrigue in golf because you don't have random people going. And football has that too. And the one thing football really has over the other sports is urgency, right? Every game matters. Their inventory is low. Like in baseball, the Giants are playing the Dodgers. As I'm recording this, game's in like an hour. My first response is, who gives a shit? Now, part of that is the Giants are awful, so the games don't matter. But even if the Giants were good, the games wouldn't really matter that much. Like, these games now, the Dodgers are ahead of the playoffs, they don't mean anything. I've had a front row seat for the Warriors. Like, they they haven't played a meaningful regular season game in like three years. They only play meaningful games in the playoffs. And when you look at the NBA, for example, the Warriors have been to five straight NBA Finals. Until this year, LeBron James had been to eight straight. Like, the top players and the top teams are going to go to the NBA Finals basically every year. It's been pretty consistent historically. Even baseball, like, most of the teams in baseball are awful and have no chance. You can count on one hand the teams that do. Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox are down this year, but they, they've been damn good. And the Astros. That, that, to me, is the group. Maybe, maybe the Brewers, if they trade to get a starting pitcher. But it, it's, like, it's already set. Where in football, every year we have a worst of first. I went through the Super Bowl just for the last 10 years. And obviously, New England is the one outlier in football. And I think that's what fascinates so many of us and why they get so much hatred. Because the sport's not set up for them to do that. Because when I look at just the last 10 years, beside New England, I, I can list 10 different teams. Philly, Atlanta, Seattle, Denver, Carolina, San Francisco, Baltimore, the New York Giants, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. So 10 other teams have been to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. And obviously, New England has been there several times. Well, even think about this with New England. Their run is coming to an end. I mean, their quarterback's 42 years old. He doesn't just get to play in perpetuity. Like, it's going to end. And when it does, you'll even have more more turnover. Like, college football doesn't even have that. It's just the NFL and golf, where, like, randoms can win it every year. I don't think this is going to happen, but if you told me the Cleveland Browns are in the AFC Championship game, I believe it. Last year, everyone thought Seattle was going to suck. They made the playoffs. Dallas, Philly. I mean, you know, you just go through the Saints. The Falcons could be good again this year. The Bears, last year, came out of, kind of came out of nowhere to be dominant. Right? Minnesota Vikings were in the AFC or NFC Championship the year before, then they missed the playoffs. That's the awesome part about football. That's why every game matters. So you combine the urgency of each week, because they do matter, to that... Every year, your team kind of has a chance. Like, I don't think it's that complicated why the NBA is in trouble. 
They have a massive tanking ep- epidemic, and baseball kind of has this too, and their players are always moving all over the place. Like, I, I say this about fans all the time. At the core of who you are as a fan, you root for a team first. Because whether you're born like me in Davis, California, and the Niners are an hour away, whether you're born in Philadelphia, whether you're born in Boston, whether you're born in certain area of Texas, whether you're born in Seattle, you regionally just lock up who you root for. You know, if I had been born in New York, I probably wouldn't live in the Bay Area. I'd probably root for the Yankees and the Giants or Jets, right? Those And the Knicks. Those would probably be my teams. Most of you that are listening that always send me, hey, I'm a big Bengals fan. Hey, I'm a big Cowboy fan. Hey, I'm a big Eagles fan. I don't know where exactly you live now, but I would bet my ass that you grew up or were born in that city. Like, yeah, I'm a big Bengals fan. I live in Tampa now, but I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, right? Hey, I, I, I work in Wall Street now, but I'm born and raised in Dallas. Diehard Cowboy fan. Now, sometimes, like, the Cowboys, the Lakers, and Yankees can be a little different. And just given when you grow up, you know, if you grew up in the, I don't know, the 70s, you might have just been a Cowboy fan, maybe a Raider fan. But for the most part, you grew up regionally. And the thing football has shown over, it's why the Raiders and Browns take so much crap. Because how can you not make the playoffs for that many years? It shouldn't be possible. And luckily, I mean, hell, the Raiders made the playoffs two years ago. Think about that. <laughs> you know, that's the thing I'm watching golf. And I love the sport of golf. But the days of Tiger just kicking everyone's ass are long over. Most of these guys, everyone has a chance. If you make these tournaments and you're like the top 50 in the world, you got a chance. Like, if you got a decent quarterback this year, you got a chance. You convinced me Seattle's in the second round. Minnesota Vikings bounce back, win the division. Dallas Philly could win that division. You could convince me Atlanta bounces back, wins a division. You convince me the Cleveland Browns are good. You convince me the Steelers are good. Hell, you could convince me the Ravens somehow figure it out because they got such a good coach. Just go around the league. Like, what if the Denver Broncos have the best defense in the league? What they couldn't win nine games? What if the Raiders, Antonio Derek Carr gets back and figures it out? Now their schedule is really hard, but you know what I'm saying. And you do not have that in the other sports. And I think the urgency met with the unknown is something that football just has naturally in its sport. And it's why I will believe, and I'll be adamant in this new CBA, and the media naturally is very pro-player, anti-establishment, so they always root against the teams. And I don't root for the teams or against the players or for the players and against the team. I really don't care. I just want a good product. I want the business to thrive because that's good for my business. And at the end of the day, I'm not a journalist. I'm actually, I care more about money than I do journalistic integrity. Because I didn't go to journalism school. I don't care at all. I I just want to entertain, you know. And the better the NFL does, the better I do. You know, I want the NFL to thrive. And why has it done so well over the last 10 years? I mean, it's always done well, but it really took off. Because unlike the other two sports, that have major issues. People are not watching. You can say what you want. Like, they have economic issues. They're overpaying players that aren't good enough. Certain guys are worth it. Like, Mike Trout's worth an unlimited amount of money. But I don't know if Manny Machado is. Hell, I don't know if Bryce Harper is. But you have to pay him because their unions have so much control. The best part about the NFL, their union doesn't have that much juice. And they don't get tied to guaranteed contracts on anyone really beside a quarterback. You would never want that. Like, I, here's an example. I love Luke Keekley. He's been probably my favorite player over the last four or five years. Really, probably since he was drafted. He's a bat. He's awesome. Non-quarterback. I love Luke Keekley. I, at no point past like year three, once he started getting the concussions, would I have ever felt comfortable of giving him what he's probably worth. Like five years, $100 million, fully guaranteed. 
Like, if he was an NBA player, that's what he would get. But I just can't, because any moment is like career can end. Even like with Donald and Mac, who I just talked about being like a recession-proof player, that their contracts, you better keep, you better, you know, keep your fingers crossed if you're the GM that they never go down. Because if they get hurt, and let's call it what it is, players just do get hurt in the NFL, it's crippling to your team. So the NFL has the most urgency. They're, all their teams in the league have the best chance to win, given the other three sports, just because every team has money. And the contract situation. So I hope that never changes. Because it's cool. Like Gary Woodland would be like the equivalent if the Cleveland Browns made the AFC Championship game. It, it really would. Or the Dallas Cowboys next year won the Super Bowl. Or the San Francisco 49ers win the division. Like that's the Cowboys probably a bad example because they're already good. But, like, the Browns, the Niners. Like, it's good for those fan bases to every three or four years cycle teams in and out. And, and the Patriots, and I, lo- I love, I, I respect the Patriots because it's stupid what they've accomplished over the last 20 years. But like Tiger Woods and, and like just Tom Brady's age, and, it, hell, it might not end for a couple more years, but, like, is he going to be winning Super Bowls at 48? It's hard to say no at this rate because it doesn't seem like he's slowing down. But eventually it's going to end. And then someone will take that spot. Whether it's the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, someone will. It's just, it's inevitable. It's cyclical. It's just, it's, it's going to happen. And that's why we love football so much. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, And you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's... uh. Let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag here from Instagram. At John Middlecoff, DMs wide open, slide up in it. And let's see what we got going, okay? John, quick question. Why don't more teams that are trying to rebuild focus on the running back and the running game? I keep hearing GMs say the franchise quarterback are so hard to find, but good running backs are so easy. It's a good question. I mean, I, I think the Giants are a good example of that. I had a buddy in the league tell me last week that he thought Saquon Barkley might already be the best running back in the league. Uh, he said he'd take him over Zeke. Obviously, with Gurley's knee being screwed, take him over him. I mean, Le'Veon's a pain. Le'Veon hasn't played in a year. Uh, but look at the Giants, and I think they're going to go through this transition. I don't know how good Daniel Jones is. I think we all think he's not very good. But they have this elite running back. And the best example of all time was Barry Sanders. Could, they could never get a quarterback around him. And if Saquon Barkley is a Hall of Famer, and he looks like a Hall of Fame talent, right? He really does. I don't even feel that crazy saying that. That can he make up for it? And I also think your point is just they're easy to find. Philip Lindsay, you should use the Denver Broncos. He was a Pro Bowl player. He was awesome. Yet Case Keenum was so bad for them that they were awful. And I, I just think that you do need a semblance of a passing offense now more than ever. You know, I mean, you, you have to be able to be balanced. But to me, the franchise quarterback, I think it is a little overblown. Like, you don't need Patrick Mahomes to win. You can. Now, you probably need Patrick Mahomes to sustain winning. But you can make the playoffs or for a couple of years with Kirk Cousins, in theory. I just use him as example. Andy Dalton, Alex Smith. But you, you you do need a quarterback. Like, you, you can't overcome... I mean, you couldn't overcome Eli Manning. Now he's old. You couldn't overcome Joe Flacco. You can't overcome some of these old stiffs. 
So I, I I hear what you're saying, and I don't think you're you're crazy off. Like you could overcome. Like if Kirk Cousins, like in theory, with Dalvin Cook, he should be okay. Like if you gave, I'm just you know peak Andy Dalton a really good running back. Look at Alex Smith. He got to the he got to the Chiefs. They had Jamal Charles, who was sweet. They did fine. So I I I think it's about hitting the sweet spot for a quarterback. Like yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady. Peyton Manning, guys like that, Drew Brees, they can hit or miss, give or take, on years to overcome average running backs. But you got to be able to throw the ball, man. Big Redskins guy. And my question is, we made the trade for Keenum, who is a decent quarterback, but we drafted one of the better young quarterbacks coming in the league in Haskins. Who gets the start week one? My guess will be Haskins. If he doesn't, I would imagine Haskins starting by like week three or four. I, I can't see Case Keenum starting many games. Financially, they have him for pretty cheap. Jay Gruden, I mean, he's joked about it before. He's in ultimate what, uh, must-win mode. If he does not make the playoffs, he's going to get fired. So I, I would be shocked that if at the latest Case Keenum is not out of there by October 1st, and he might just beat him out in training camp. With Detroit adding new offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, who is 100% going to pound the ground game, I agree. Year two with Patricia, promising young players at all new talent this year, Hawkinson, Trey Flowers, Danny Amendola, Justin Coleman. God, they did add it. They had a pretty good offseason. Do you believe De- Detroit is at least a rising stock? And will this become the most hard-nosed blue-collar football team in the NFL under Patricia and Bevel? Well... Who are their running backs? It's off the top of my head. They drafted the kid from Auburn, who's a pretty good player. Stafford's still a good player. Like you said, Hawkinson adds a you know, a pretty dynamic tight end, but he's a tough blocker. I, I like that pick. Their receivers, even last year when they got rid of Golden Tate, are pretty good. Uh, defensively, like you said, they added Trey Flowers, who's going to be big for them. Justin Coleman. Yeah, I, 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 if Stafford plays well, they could be a very competitive team. The problem is... The Bears are stacked. The Vikings, on paper, are stacked. Now, Cousins needs to play a little better. The Packers, they still got this guy named Aaron Rodgers. The division is really hard. So, I, I and I just don't know. I, I see what Patricia's trying to do. I, I get it. But I don't know if he's a good coach. Like, when he was defensive coordinator with New England, their downfall was always defense. They got rid of Patricia. Clearly, Belichick just gave it to Flores. Now, obviously, Belichick always has a hand in it. But they were just way better. I mean, our... Their personnel for Detroit is not bad. I, I just question, is Patricia a good coach? Because last year, my takeaway with the way he acted, the way he handled himself, I mean, when you do things like when you do things like practice outside when you're going to play in a dome that that weekend to like try to establish toughness, I think you're kind of an idiot. I, I mean, seriously. Belichick practices outside because they play outside. You know? If you're going to... That'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm facing a right-handed hitter tonight, but I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna warm up against a lefty. Well, you're facing, you know, uh, I'm trying to even think of a good right-handed pitcher. I can't even off the top of my head. It feels like they're all left-handers, but you know what I'm saying. So if I think Patricia's a little too into the motivational crap, like, bro, just get your guys to trust you, get your guys to believe in you, coach correctly. And you can do the culture BS that you love, and I get it. Belichick's big on that, and everyone's pro culture and doing it the right way. 
But I think he crossed the line last year on some shit like practicing outside when you're playing in the dome. I guess that's moronic. I, I It's just moronic. I've never played football, but I've watched since I was little. What can I do while watching the game to get more out of the game? Notice coverages, routes, etc. You know, for the most part on television, you can't really see the route past like five yards. Uh, the coverages, are you can't see those either. Uh, because you need the the kind of bl- you know the blimp I almost called it the balloon but yeah the balloon too just from above. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I'll be honest. I just kind of watch. I, th- I think most coaches now they may look for plays here and there, but when you're just watching on TV, it's just a TV product. Now maybe you can. I mean, I take notes in the game, but it's more like if you know if I'm watching a game that I'm going to talk about, especially with the Niners and Raiders. It's more just on, on basic things like the quarterback, how the quarterback's playing, you know, plays they consistently run for a quarterback. You know, quarterbacks are, are, are humans, right? They, they prefer to do certain things and they don't prefer to do other things. And the best coaches keep doing guy, things that guys are good at. Now, the one thing you can tell is, you know, quarterbacks that are checking the, changing the play at the line of scrimmage. I'm always fascinated by that. Some quarterbacks have more you know, just power at the line of scrimmage, and, and some don't. Like, you know, Jared Goff is basically just Sean McVay Jr. out there because Sean McVay's telling him everything to do. I, I don't even know. I'd have, to, I'd, have to th- I'd have to watch a game to even think about what I'm looking at. It's hard in the offseason to really think about what I look at, but I, I'll be honest. I mean, I just don't look at the game that much different than most people. Now, maybe I notice more things because I've been taught once the game's going on, but I don't go in looking like, I wonder if they're going to come out with two tight ends, you know, 90% of the time, I don't really think about it like that. You know, now you have to if you're advancing the team, if you work in the NFL. But from my standpoint, I'm mainly just watching the quarterbacks, watching the skill guys. And I, I, I'm a big believer in watching, like, the tempo of defenses, how hard they hit, how relentless their pass rush is. Like, I, I like teams that hit you in the teeth. That's why I have nothing but respect for the way Pete Carroll's team plays. Because if you play Seattle, you're going to buckle your chin strap. Like, at the end of the day, I enjoy football as much as I love watching, like, Rams and Chiefs. I'm really more of a sucker for a a low-scoring just brawl. (laughs) I want to see a couple guys get KO'd. Now, is that the PC thing to say? Probably not. But I'll be honest, I don't apologize for watching football knowing that CT exists. I I enjoy, just like I don't apologize for watching, you know, an MMA fight. It's, you know, probably people shouldn't be doing that. But I enjoy it. And so do you. So do a lot of people. That's why the ratings are through the roof. But I uh, ask me that again during the season. I'll try to revisit because I on the top of my on the, off the top of my head, I don't really have an answer for you. Okay, let's see if I can find something else. How would you rank the postseason for home field advantage between the four major sports: NHL, NBA, Major League playoffs, and the NFL? Well, I think clearly number four would be the NHL. It's proven it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. I mean, the NHL, over the history of my life, and I am, of all the sports, hockey's my, it's not my least favorite because I do enjoy watching playoff hockey. I just have the least interest in it. Like, I, when I'm watching a sweet hockey game, I like it. The skill, the speed, the toughness, it has it all. I'm just, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm just a West Coast guy. I don't like the cold. But it's proven over and over I mean, hell, it just happened in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Bruins won on the road in Game 7. So I'd go NHL last. I'd put NBA first because the crowd really affects the game. 
Football, probably not too far behind. But at the end of the day, how many elite home crowds are there in the in the pros? Seattle, Kansas City, New England, solid. Philly, solid. But I and baseball. I mean, it, I don't think baseball matters at all. I mean, it's about you know the 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 old saying in baseball is like momentum is your day starting pitcher. Like Bumgarner won Game Seven against the Kansas City Royals on the road in Game Seven, coming out of the bullpen, like he was just locked down. You know, if you, if you have pitchers, you can win on the road. Look at the last year the Red Sox came to L.A. and won a game, and obviously they won the series. But did they win it at five? Did they win the World Series in in Boston? I think they might have. So I, I would go NBA one by a mile. I'd put NFL two. Then I'd go baseball, NHL. That's a pretty good question. I like I like what uh, like where you're going with that one. Okay. Who will be the best college quarterback this year? Tua, Fromm, or Lawrence? And how do you think the Pac-12 will play out this year? Best college quarterback this year, I'm going to go... Just because everyone's picking Lawrence, I'm going to go with Tua. I think Alabama's going to have a chip on their shoulder. I was like, God, they had a rough season. Yeah, they got blown out in the national championship game. A lot of teams would die for that. But I think they're going to be pissed off. And as a wise man once said, a.k.a. Ray Lewis, to Stanford in the NIT basketball tournament, I think they're going to be pissed off for greatness this year. So I I expect Tua to be unreal. And how do I think the Pac-12 will play out this year? Not very good. I I think the two best teams, I think Oregon's pretty overrated because I don't trust the coach. I think Washington and Washington State will be good. I don't really trust any of the other teams. Stanford's just, I mean, they're just quarterback play. Is that Costello's not bad. Uh, I think Cal's just kind of an overachieving program. I don't know if you saw the story. Players hate Chip Kelly. Shocker. Who saw that coming? Uh, Clay Helton's just not very good. Arizona State just has a new quarterback. Lost their best player, the wide receiver. So, yeah, just Utah will be solid. Colorado will be terrible. Uh, I'd say Washington or Washington State just wins the conference. Middlecoff mailbag. Should Kevin Durant do what Colin said LeBron should have done and take last year off? Take the year to sit out and recruit? Well, now he literally is out because he tore his Achilles. And I'll be fascinating. And Richard Sherman said this a while ago on Twitter. And I wonder if this happened to Kevin Durant. Because remember, Richard had an Achilles strain. And I think when you have an Achilles strain, again, not a doctor, went to Cal Poly. And then he got a master's at Fresno State. So just a state school guy. That Kevin, that Richard Sherman, when he tore his Achilles, had been playing all season on, a, on an Achilles strain. I do wonder if Kevin Durant was playing with an Achilles strain. And there is a chance, and this I would imagine if true, will get out that they said, "Listen, your Achilles was bound to pop. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix it no matter what. So you might as well play through it." But I, you know, I don't think it matters. Uh, hey, John, Giants fan, is Daniel Jones the worst draft pick in recent memory? Every other fan base and team seems to think so, but Gettleman and the fanboys just say, "We'll have to wait and see." But we don't have to wait. To know he was overdrafted. And so I feel like if it works out, it's just getting freaking lucky. You think that makes sense. I, I, I like where you're going. Daniel Jones will be Mr. Trubisky best case scenario, and we are screwed until we make some front office changes. Am I too down on my team or is watching Saquon all I have to look forward to this fall? Saquon is pretty sweet. To me, the biggest thing with the draft pick, in fairness to the wait and see crowd, you have to wait and see on every draft pick every year. But... I do think you can get pissed off when you go, Dave, in what world would you not have been able to get Daniel Jones at 17? 
And I'll answer, there was no world. Of course you could have got him at 17. So could you got Josh Allen from Kentucky or, I mean, taking anyone else, taking the, the lineman from Alabama at pick six and then taking Daniel Jones at seven instead of, or 17, instead of taking Daniel Jones at six and taking a nose tackle, let me repeat, a nose tackle at 17. Now, I don't think Dave Gettleman's very good. Listen, I don't think Pat Shermer's that good of a head coach. But if you are going to be a one-man band, you basically want to be the 1996 Detroit Lions and have Barry Sanders. And that's basically what you are as a Giants fan. So you got Saquon freaking Barkley. And I'll tell you, he's one of my favorite players in the league. So I, I think for as bad as it sucks, and it does kind of suck, that it doesn't suck that bad. Because I know this, when I was a little kid in like junior high and I'd play Madden, I would be the Lions all the time, and I'd just give it to Barry Sanders every play. Like, if I played Madden now, and I don't play video games really, but if I ever made a comeback and played Madden, I'd be the Giants, and I'd just rush Saquon Barkley 40 times a game. When I used to play Madden a lot, especially in college, in the early 2000s, my go-to team was the Denver Broncos, right when they traded for Clinton Portis. And I'd give it to Clinton Portis like every play. I love Clinton Portis. Who do you think emerges on the Steelers' offense this next year to Juju? One of the guys we already have, one of the new rookies, I think it's got to be the kid from uh, Oklahoma State, James Washington. Uh, I, I think it just, you draft him in the second round, you look at the Steelers' history of drafting guys high, that I think when you look, you go, boom, Devin Bush becomes a good player, Juju stays good, uh, Washington kind of emerges, James Conner is even better. I, I'm telling you, I, I know Collins really high on the Steelers. I was talking to a buddy. This weekend in the NFL, like, why can't the Steelers win 10 games? I kind of think they will win 10 games. Cardinal fan in Australia. How quickly do you see the franchise turning around from the hole it's in? Any chance Murray can be a success right away, or is it impossible to predict because no one knows what to expect from him? I'll be honest, my first gut reaction when you say Arizona Cardinals, I think they're going to suck. Now, it has actually less to do with Kyler Murray and more about the coach. The coach who was in the Big 12 when beside Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State was solid. I mean, they were better. They were good. The conference was kind of down, and Texas was not good, and Kansas State was kind of falling on some hard times. He could not win. He couldn't even get five, wasn't a 500 coach. So to think that he's going to come to the NFL, an area where he's never coached, and he played, he had a cup of coffee, but it's not like he was a 10-year vet. You know, it's not like it was Jason Garrett or Doug Peterson. It's one thing if you're a backup and you kind of go right from being a backup to being an offensive coordinator. Well, if you're a backup for 15 years like Jason Garrett or Doug Peterson, you got a Frank Reich, you got a pretty good feel for the league. Cliff Kingsbury was in the NFL a very short time, and then boom, he went right to work in college football. So I, I just question whether he'll have a great, just on the most basic level, like how, what will his scouting reports be on defensive players? Because I know this, when Andy Reid, Sean Payton, just go to Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, when they play a game week one, most of the players, even if they're an uncommon opponent, they've seen or scouted in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, what the hell is he going to know if the guy wasn't in his conference? I'll tell you, he won't know anything. And let's face it, big, the Big 12 is not producing a bunch of defensive players. So he's their offensive coordinator. It'd be one thing if he was a defensive coordinator, and you'd be like, well, he's seen a lot of offensive guys, right? He's seen Mahomes, he's seen Baker, he's seen all these. He, he's not, he has nothing to do with that side of the ball. So, yeah, I actually think Kyler can be solid. And I think they should be kind of intriguing, though I don't really know what they'll look like. But I do think it's pretty clear that 
I, I'm just, I'm just, if I was shorting, like picking the Arizona Cardinals as a stock, I would just short it. I, I just think it's going to fail. And I, and again, I don't think it's because of Kyler. Okay, that's about it. Middlecoff mailbag. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a good week. Summer's here. Uh, football, not too far away. Slide up in those DMs. Need those questions. Uh, just, just kind of emptied the clip there. At John Middlecoff Instagram. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. You want to BS about football or anything else going on. And, uh, and yeah, enjoy the week. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. Peace out. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.